to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. afternoon and welcome to another stellar edition of the drive here on fan run radio russell smith punching the time clock on a rainy monday afternoon in big orange country hope you're doing well we have much to discuss 865-546-8200 your number to get on the show this afternoon the big orange phillies phone lines open uh, pretty pretty wide open show today for you. If you want to call in and talk about it, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we will be joined by A.J. Kazana in hour number two. He's a uh, local professional wrestler who's going to be at the NWA event tomorrow down at the convention center. So I, I saw his video. You showed me his video. He's a big old boy. He uh, he's a uh, he came here to do two things kind of guy. He's all out of bubble gum. Yeah. I wouldn't want to catch a steel chair over the head from him. I don't know if sure. I, any kind of move from him. Imagine getting in the ring with that guy and getting a stiff no, shot. No, no, I can't. Getting the bet. What are the the one that I always hated was the uh, it, that the chest they, slap. Oh God! Have you ever had somebody do that to you for real? No, bear. No, I haven't. It hurts. Yeah, I would imagine. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I let my bro- my little brother do it to me one time been slapped in the face by by a woman but not across the chest by a oh who hasn't by by a big angry man with you've never told me that thick hands he said who slapped you i mean we're not going to get into the details of it now but what, i feel what like what did you do what do you think i did i don't know probably just being you it's funny too because you're like you think this is a one-time thing no i imagine it's happened more than once might have happened within the past month. Boy, that mayor from Cincinnati got slapped last night. The the metaphorical slap from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, probably shouldn't have ran his mouth quite as much. He tempted the wrath of the whatever from high atop yeah, the thing. Yeah, he, he did. And Cincinnati, the right side of that line, looked how I thought it was going to look. In last week's game against Buffalo. You can get by with smoke and mirrors for maybe a quarter or two, maybe even an entire game. Well, can't, You can't do it back-to-back weeks like that. No, and it, it really set up perfect for them last week because of the weather and, and all the snow, and it's just easier for linemen. It, it, they were at an advantage, and it, it took away uh, a bulk of the disadvantage that they weren't the starters, so – but that's the name of the game in the NFL. Everybody's – I saw a, a tweet from an uh, old friend of the show, uh, Aaron Hayden, talking about, you know, this time of year, everybody's hurt in the NFL. There's very few guys that well, feel totally normal on those I, teams. I'll, I'll say this, man, and not that he needed any respect. He's already got a ring. I think he's the best quarterback in the game. But Patrick Mahomes last night I feel like added a layer to the legend. Of Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I don't like him. 
and it, you don't like his you don't like his wife and his and his brother. Like how how do you not like Patrick Mahomes? Like he's I think he's a pretty cool guy. And even like he might there's a little Aaron Rodgers to to him where like super athlete, super talented guy, got a ring already, got a ring when he was young, a little bit of extra stuff off the field. Oh, the Rodgers stuff didn't surface to, towards later in the career, but I mean like Pat, Patrick Mahomes to me hasn't done anything other than being in love with a whack job, I mean, hey, you can't can't help who you love, right? No, I mean, we've all been there, I guess. I like uh, Kelsey uh, called – this is this guy's name, Altrab Puraval, per, uh, Mayor of Cincinnati, Af, Aftab, Aftab Puraval. What the hell? That's his name, Aftab Puraval. It's middle uh, northeastern Ohio name, I think. Aftab Puraval? He sounds like his parents were doing drugs. Go ahead. He called his shot, talked about it's Burrowhead Stadium, and he's their daddy, and all this. Kelsey called him a jabroni after the game. <laughs> How can you like not like the Kelsey brothers? I don't know. How can you not like Mahomes? I Cause thought because his, his his wife and his brother. They're so damn obnoxious. I, I thought have to be he added a layer to the legend because you know he he's not anywhere near 100%. There's part of me that thought he might not even play when you hear the dreaded words high ankle sprain. And he goes out there. I'm sure it's he's basically wearing a cast and got a shot full of the stuff that killed Elvis. And he goes out there and performs well. He runs when he has to at the end of the game. One time. Granted, kind of a bonehead play by the – I did feel sorry for that guy. Did you ever go back and watch the replay? Like, he almost whole-birded his, his knee. He almost did that deal. I'm, I'm glad he, it, it appeared that he was he escaped without injury. But I think his, his pride and ego were wounded more so than anything else. Go back and watch. It was like just a, just a fraction, just a hair away from just completely doubling over. Well – you shouldn't have done it, man. I hate to see the game end. Uh, like, I was super amped for overtime. I thought you made a great point in our group text that uh, that that timeout, that extra timeout that Cincy, mm. if they don't call that timeout, yep. that game's in overtime. Yep. It was so early in the clock, too. It was with They called that timeout with, I want to say, 50 seconds to go. You know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, you don't. Uh, take take your time, run that thing down, and even if you don't get the field goal, you're you're punting to them, and and they'll have like ten seconds left, or maybe you know they've used their timeouts or something. But yeah, that I thought that was a key mistake by Zach Taylor yesterday. Yeah. And then you know you have to mention it. I don't think it's got as much to do with it as as people are making it. That was horrendously uh, officiated game, bordering on surreal with the do-over play, which I caught that. I was like, why is he starting the clock? The last play was a was a uh, incomplete. And the ref screwed that up, but it seems like they could have figured out how many seconds ran off and just subtracted that and counted the play. I didn't have a huge rooting interest either way in that game. I guess I was kind of glad to see. I was just tired of the Burrow stuff. People wanting to crown him already. Uh, he's, he's I good. used to not like him until I, I this year. I get it, but he ain't won nothing yet. He's going to have to earn it. So you know what he won? 
the hearts of the ladies <laughs> all across TikTok universe. Yeah. And me, myself. He that won your my, heart. Oh, yeah. And $100. He's handsome. $100 coming from all of you chumps in that fantasy football league. Oh. Joe Burrow. Chumps. 20 bucks, man. $20. I'll throw that for it. I'll throw that down on the floor for you as a tip when you wash my car this summer. Car. Eagles open up as a one and a half point favorite. I could see that. Per FanDuel. Dude, they can get after it on defense. He better I, – I, I imagine they're going to continue to intensively treat that ankle. But the Eagles got a crazy good I, – I think, I think the Eagles are going to beat him. Yeah, they've, they've been tough, man. When when Hurts is healthy and he's going to be even healthier. And, and well, Hurts be game. healthier too, but it has the potential to be a pretty good Super Bowl. We've got a solid offensive line, solid defense – Skill players coming out the wazoo. So, you know, uh, the young man we had on the show Friday, young Lenny Kennedy, who probably offered the most astute NFL analysis this show has seen in maybe all time. Which, not, uh, Granted, not saying a lot, but he was pretty good. Kind of felt like he came after me a little bit. Probably deserved it. Um, so his dad, Jimmy, who I've known forever, huge Chiefs fan. And Jimmy's dad... Big Jim, huge Eagles fan. Oh, I'm with Big Jim. So I, I was like, Little you guys got to go, right? You guys got to go to the Super Bowl, man. I mean, this is once in a lifetime opportunity to go see your team versus your pop's team. Like, you got to make it happen. They, I mean, that's a – how much for two? I mean, that's like a ten to $15,000 proposition. They're, they're looking into it. They're looking into it. I don't know if it's quite that much, but they're – I mean, they you can get in – nosebleeds you're common man well i'm not i'm just that whole you know nothing's going to be cheap out there no but they've uh, I, they, they, they've got some connections in arizona so i was like dude you, you gotta make it happen oh man. they wouldn't have to try and book a hotel yeah, room set them up uh, at casa de haji oh so super bowl is set if you want to talk about that we'd love to hear from you today Open lines here in hour number one, 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show, 546-8200. Basketball Vols up to number two. What's that? Today. What's you? Dos. Du. Number two in the SEC, Russ? No. I guess we're tied for number one in the SEC, but technically. Number two in, oh, you're talking about in the country. In the nation, this country, the United States of America, Tennessee is number two as uh, they are now just behind Purdue, number two in the net rankings, number one on Ken Palm. They are a one seed, according to Joe Lunardi, still a two seed, according to that known duller Jerry Palm on CBS. Goodman has us at, like, number seven in his poll. Yeah, I, I saw – there's a couple – there's a couple of haters out there, man. Did you see Gary Parrish has Tennessee number five? Parrish. Is, is he one of these morons that I mean, this is continued over from football now? Alabama lost, but they don't they're still they're still the better team. I think there's some of that. I think, you know, Parrish is a Memphis guy. And I think that is rivalry. He still butt hurt over I last think, year. I, I think so. 
I th- they would never admit it. They're, they're professional, and they look at everything through clear glasses, and they don't allow petty rivalries. And, oh, Rick Barnes just uh, – his de- offense is very – like, they're, they're, that's what they would say. That's what they would say. We know the truth. You know deep down inside. I look at your likes on your Twitter account. You're a fan. It's all right. They're obno- uh, we're obnoxious. It's an obnoxious fan base if you're not a part of it. Yeah. And they hold that against us and allow it to cloud their professional judgment. It's okay. It's okay. We all do the same stupid stuff. But, I mean, to me, I just look at it, and the beauty of basketball is until you get to the selection committee, like right now we've got all these computerized metrics that technically don't really take into account human polls and stuff like that. And all that stuff says we're – uh, number one or number two very similar i mean obviously basketball is at a, at a bigger level um but it's the same thing as football season like we kept getting shafted by the coaches and the ap and if i'm not mistaken i mean the computers kept spitting out that we were one of the best teams in the country i think we you know the proof was in the pudding russell so to speak i think at the end of the day because we went down to miami took care of business and stomped a mud hole in clemson Olivier, I'm excited about the basketball team now. Uh, now? Yeah. I'm now you're okay. It's about time. I mean, we've only been great for like the past two months. I had a damn two week Kentucky hangover, man. And the further out we get from this Texas win, the more I'm impressed with it. That was a good team that came in here. Olivier Robinson Camois exploding for 27 points against the Longhorns. Zakai Ziegler named SEC Player of the Week. Today in Tennessee's pair of home wins over Georgia and number 10 Texas, Ziegler averaged 16 and a half points, eight and a half assists, three steals, and 2.5 rebounds per game. Zakai Ziegler playing at an ultra high level right now. I mean, you heard it, and this kind of praise doesn't usually come easily from Barnes, but he said if there was Anybody in the country playing point better than Zakai right now, he doesn't know who it is. Well, I feel like we've stepped up a level since they reinserted him into the starting lineup. It's not my style to Barnes bash. Love Coach Barnes. We'll defend him against uh, you knuckleheads who will inevitably call in today and tell us why none of this matters because we're not making it out of the first round. Uh, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. That being said, that being said, if there is one minor nit that I would pick, and I believe the tape will back me up on this, Bear, I know you remember this take. I said at the time, after they took him out of the starting lineup against Colorado, I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. I thought Barnes made the decision emotionally without having gone back and watched the film. He said that he was benching him in his post-game press conference after that game without even sleeping on it, talking to his, you know, just anything else. And I think that he just – it's a small thing. I get it. The finishing five is more important than the starting five. But I feel like there is a correlation between Tennessee getting better once he's he's starting in the ball game. So his third career triple-double – or uh, double-double – you get a triple-double sometime. Um, 22 points, career-high 10 assists, career-high tying 10 assists in that game. 
So this is like his second one in two weeks, though, right? Yes. Okay. Performance was just the seventh game in program history in which a player had 20 or more points and 10 or more assists in a game. I wonder who some of the other guys who, who did that are. Trying to think, point C.J. Watson, I bet, did it. Bobby? Maybe Bobby. Um, I wonder if Allen Houston had one of those games, or maybe Lang Wiseman. He could heat up and have a couple 20-point games and dish it out a little bit. Tony Harris, maybe? I can see Tony, Tony Harris, definitely. Outstanding night for Tennessee basketball. I thought the crowd – was really into it, was electric, brought it. That shun through on TV. If you were there, would love to hear your thoughts about it. I'm going down to the arena tonight, Bear, taking the uh, family to see the Globetrotters. It's a t- that's, a, that's one of those great family traditions. Oh, yeah. I remember my first time seeing the Globetrotters at Thompson Bowling back in the day when my dad took me at uh, my the son's really into remember. basketball. Now, he has no idea what he's what he's in for going to see, so. Oh, the the level of ball handling and trick shots yeah. and hilarity, comedy. I can't remember if my first time was it was either Civic Coliseum or at Stokely. I can't. I, I saw the Globe Trotters back when they had. I was a little kid with uh, with Curly Neal, Metalark Lemon. Really, you saw the the classic the legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that uh, tonight down there at the arena. Let's take a quick timeout. Let's load them up. Open lines here. If you want to jump in, take your shot. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200. It is The Drive on a rainy Monday afternoon here in East Tennessee. We're back with more right after this. The Drive. That's right. We're doing the docket in the first hour today because, well, we have a guest coming up in the usual slot next hour. And because this is um, kind of big news, I guess, in SEC land, former Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, who led the Bulldogs to their second straight national championship earlier this month, arrested on a misdemeanor public intoxication charge in Dallas early Sunday morning. Stetson. Oh, last year he showed up drunk on national television. This year he actually goes out and gets popped. Wasn't he? Didn't he have some? Wasn't there some controversy with him at the parade? Something about his. He was. He was looking at his phone. He said he was just. D, they, he was DJing yeah. the music. I mean, I don't. I think this I is a much it. worse look for him. Oh yeah, getting arrested in Dallas at six a.m. on a Sunday morning, living out a Chris Christopherson song. Yeah. It's a lot worse for us. Dallas police spokesperson said officers responded to a report of a man banging on doors at 7, 10 a.m. on Sunday. It's a good way to get hit in the face with a baseball bat. Preliminary investigation found when officers arrived, they located the man, 25-year-old Stetson Bennett, determined he was intoxicated. He was taken into custody, transported to the city detention center, and charged with public intoxication. See the video of him slinking out, getting into the black SUV? No. Out of the pokey? They did the perp walk? <laughs> well, no, he went, they took him out the back door, but somebody was really slick and knew, knew where to look. It's got to be rough, man. I'd imagine the Dallas jail early in the morning like that. 
kind of a Dallas, rough place. I imagine that's what, Harris County? Harris County Jail? I, I don't know. It, they're on the first 48 all the time, and it, it does not look like a fun place. I mean, is any jail nice to be at at 6 o'clock on a Sunday morning? No, but, you know, small town, like – the Athens jail is probably you got like a couple town oh, drunks, a okay, couple yeah. guys got in a fight, yeah. stuff like that. Maybe some good old boys just sleeping it off. Whereas you got getting Harris County jail, you being there next to gangbangers and like dudes in on meth heads charges. and yeah, like uh, violent violent felons, allegedly. What do you think Stetson Bennett would do in prison? I, I don't know, like. Those guys are, like, for instance, like, and I'm, I'm not comparing him to him, but, like, like Mike Vick, when he went to jail, ain't nobody mess with Michael Vick. Probably not. But, as it, like, Bennett, if not for his reputation, the reputation would go in there with it. Like, people would know, oh, this is the dude who played at Georgia. Like, that might help him some. Because if he wasn't the dude who played at Georgia, if he was just a regular guy named Stetson Bennett who happened to look like that, he'd be coming out of prison with a tattoo across his left butt cheek that said precious. Probably, yeah. Yeah, if we're being honest. Depends on what he went in for, though. But it's just a misdemeanor PI charge. So I, the thing that you wonder, I mean, he's people are talking about Stetson Bennett. Is he draftable? This doesn't help. Does he have a professional football future? And for a guy who's borderline like that, it's like, is a team going to take a sixth or seventh round flyer on him? Mm-mm. No, this this doesn't help at all. I don't know that. What's our buddy say? The NFL or the, you know, the people, general managers, NFL people are the most risk averse group of people on the, about stuff like this. I mean, look at the other two people that, that like, that immediately come to mind that had incidents like this. Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel. Yep. All kind of undersized, great, phenomenal college quarterbacks. But, you know, borderline guys. I mean, somebody put out the Baker Mayfield video. Yeah, I saw that. A buddy of mine said – I forgot how hard that cop A buddy of mine fell for it and said that uh, they thought that was the Bennett video because that's what the tweet said. Yeah. But I I recognized it immediately because it's like, how did he not break all of his ribs? Yeah. You get slammed into a stone wall like that that's waist high. Yeah. And the funny part was the audio. He's like, bro, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you hear me. You hear him. Bad decision. Moaning pain at the beginning. And it's like, dude, you ain't on a football field with pads anymore and a college kid tackling you. I'm done. It's a damn cop. Old Stetson Bennett on the docket this afternoon. Brought Bulldog to you by on Fox the Farmer. Yep. Hate to see it. Meanwhile, a little closer to home here, police took two young teenagers into custody after a fight at Westtown Mall Saturday night. I've got some sources that told me that this was an explosive situation. Fight broke out and involved, quote, a large group of juveniles around the legal, uh, Regal Cinema, according to KPD. Police arrested a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old. 13-year-old was arrested for assault and disorderly conduct while the 14-year-old was arrested for disorderly conduct. What are these kids doing at the mall, man? I, I don't know. And it sounds like it's a bunch of middle schoolers, yeah. but what are you supposed to do normally? I mean, if if we didn't live in the times that we live in, like, back when I was kids, 
Dads like us, our dads would have been, hey, cut it out. You can't, nobody says Oh, like, yeah. Like, if we were just happened to be there with our dads, it's just totally different now. Like, you got to be really careful, man. Yeah, well, you don't know. A 13-year-old kid might pull out a 9mm. Exactly. You don't know. These these kids are crazy. They are, I know I'm up on the porch right now, but they haven't been parented well, like us. Bear? How many middle schoolers I mean, think do you think how maladjusted we, we are and then realize, like, how the generation coming up is going to be worse than that? Like, how many middle schoolers would it take to take me and you? Think what are like, you doing? Like 15, 20 of them? What? What is it, like some sort of zombie movie or something and we're being attacked by a mob of unruly middle schoolers? No, I mean, I've seen stuff like this where people try and figure out. There's this guy who does, like, these videos. of Anyhow. But just, like, crazy things like different animals, who would who would take who. It's, like, all illustrated. I was just curious. I was thinking about, like, 30 middle schoolers brawling out there at the movie theater at the mall. Could we get that situation under control, me and you? I don't know, man. I don't know what I would do. If, if you were there, if you just happened to be like in the food court area there waiting to go into the movies and you saw a bunch of foolish kids starting a ruckus brouhaha, would you try and step in and defuse it? I might yell once or twice, but I'd also, I'd, I would also announce that law enforcement was on their way. Might tell them cut it out, but no. Nah. You whip out your phone, take video. No, to, I wouldn't take video. Not, not, not for your own personal pleasure, but in case somebody gets hurt, you have a, a record to help the authorities. And I'm not full. Of, I don't. I wouldn't fool with that. Uh. Uh-uh. Make the call and put. I'd put my phone in my pocket and keep my head on a swivel. Try and stay on the, back away from it. Anything can happen in those things, man. Even with kids. What is, what is going on over there? Little West Town Mall. All right, that is the docket. It's brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys online at foxandfarmer.com. These are the folks to call if you get injured in a car wreck, you have a slip and fall accident, motorcycle accident, uh, something where you end up injured, can't work, no fault of your own. You need a lawyer on your side, somebody who knows your rights, somebody who's going to fight for you. That's Fox and Farmer. They've been doing it for a long time here in East Tennessee. Over 100 years combined experience the attorneys there have. And the great thing about Fox and Farmer is they don't get paid unless you do. So it doesn't cost anything to sit down with them and discuss your case, figure out what your options are. Tell them Fan Run sent you. Their phone number is 865-531-9400. That's 531-9400. And, again, they're online at foxandfarmer.com. Appreciate their support of all things Fan Run Radio. Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Russell and Bear, back with you. Yeah, I think with Stetson Bennett, you you have to wonder, man. I would say the guy has a problem, but again, people go back to the was it the Good Morning America? One of those shows that he came on. He's clearly a little bit sauced up last a year. A little bit sauced up, and uh, I mean, he wasn't like drooling or anything. Like he it was looked like he'd been him running around with Cody and Brandon all was, weekend. He was tired and slurring his speech a little bit, but yeah, he <laughs> probably. Got a bleary-eyed. Well, and and again, man, it's just been a rough couple of weeks for Georgia after that championship, man. It's just one 
bad story after another. You got, of course, the the tragedy with the the accident, which is still being investigated. Who knows what they're going to find there? And that's in in addition to just being a, a senseless loss of young life. Sounds like there might be some legal repercussions or at least disciplinary repercussions that that come of that whole thing. You got the Ra Ra Thomas situation, and now this, your star quarterback, doesn't exactly show a penchant for good decision making. No, he's he's definitely got he's got more than a hint of that, but Georgia bro kind of look about him Hendon hooker would never i'll tell you that and that's the other thing is hooker goes down to that senior bowl even though he can't play but he's bennett, down there meeting with people yeah bennett was invited and declined to go which is bizarre like, he's just was, hanging out in dallas getting drunk at six in the morning i think he's he's working out down there with somebody but he's he's partying as well yeah but why wouldn't you i don't that's why i think hooker has a better chance of if his uh if his if they get his knee fixed, um, I think Hooker's got a really good chance at making a team and and then you know making a roster and having a uh, having a really good shot. I mean, I watched those games yesterday. I mean, he he could I could see Hendon playing in the NFL. He's really good at the RPO, and he's you know incredibly accurate. It's it's all about fit and those later round guys. Where where do you get in? Where do you get drafted? One of the fascinating questions to ponder is like if Tom Brady hadn't been drafted by the Patriots, right? I, I think he still would have been a great quarterback and everything. But if he had gone to like the Texans or something, where he's getting his brains beat in and he doesn't, well, he'd been out of the league in four years like Carr was. I, I don't know about that, but it wouldn't. He wouldn't have obviously had you know five or six Super Bowls, whatever he ended up with. And his entire legacy is 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 different. I'm not saying that Hooker is going to be Brady, but it's so much about getting in the right situation at the right time. If he can go somewhere where there's already an established starter, and he's just competing for the backup job, maybe even on the practice squad, whatever. Right. He's, he's getting healthy. I've, I've got a spot. I, I think that that is the optimal situation, and. You know, maybe I'm just looking this through orange and two-tone blue colored glasses, but if you are going to run it back one more time with Tannehill, depending on where he's at, like if you could get Hooker in the – if he's still there in round five, I mean, that would be pretty cool to have him. I kind of feel like he may be gone before five. He might. He might. The spot I keep seeing, and I started to see it. I saw one from a sports writer up in that area. That the Seahawks mm-hmm. would be a uh, a really good spot. Seen a lot of mock drafts with them going quarterback in round one because they're up there pretty high. I think they've got the fifth or sixth pick, something like that. Yeah, who are you going to take though up there? I mean, because you're not getting Young or Stroud. No, I've seen at least I've seen more than one draft that has them taking Levis. Yeah, but I could. I'm just saying, I could totally. That I, I could see Hooker being a Pete Carroll kind of player. You want to get really sheepy here for just a second? What? I mean, you want to just like <laughs> let the wool down <laughs> in your eyes here for a second? 
Hendon Hooker will be a better NFL quarterback than Will Levis. Oh, no doubt. I don't even have to get sheepy. I'm, I'm just uh, – that's that's a logical conclusion. <laughs> it's a logical conclusion yes. to assume that the guy who's going to be drafted in maybe like the fourth or fifth round of highest is going to be better than the guy who's going to be taken to like the top ten picks. I think it is if you have I, – I don't – I will never understand this Will Levis thing. Guy's a loser. He loses a lot of football games. He's got coming, you know, he's always injured. Now he's got turf toe. When you're in college, you've already got turf toe. Hooker does have an ACL. I'd rather have to deal with an ACL than have a chronic problem with turf toe. Look, man, I Levis is goofy. He plays for Kentucky. He's got a lot going against him. He can't hold I, Hooker's I, I, jock. I, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the wool back now. This is Russell, 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 Russell Smith, professional sports journalist speaking here as opposed to a uh, Homer, Tennessee fan. There's a reason that Levis is going in the first round and Hooker isn't. And I hope all those guys are wrong. Yeah. Because I, I think that Hooker I mean, could I be I mean, I could better. go on a, like a two-minute Bill Burr-style rant on people that Will you that if If Levis turns out being pretty good and Hooker – has a Dobbs-like career, will you be willing to own this as a bad take? No. No? No. You're just going to die on the hill? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, he went to the university. Uh, my hatred At least for you them admit never, it. it. That it just gets better with time, the hatred. Let's go to the phones. Geraldo is batting leadoff today. What's up, Geraldo? What's up, guys? Yeah, I agree. Hinton Hooker, much better quarterback than Will Levis. No doubt in my mind, he will be a better long-term quarterback than Will Levis. Also, go Vols. Way to go. Get the big win. Uh, That was great. But most importantly, I've watched the first episode of The Last of Us, and I'm here to give you my review. You're going to review a TV show that Bear and I haven't watched. I kind of want to watch. I will never watch it. You're going to give me spoilers? I I, I think I can. So you you know what the the premise of the show is, right? Why can't you do a MILF Manor review? I really don't know what the premise of the show is, Geraldo. It's a video game, right? I've heard it's good. It's kind of a post-apocalyptic, zombie-like situation. Okay. So it's like Tron? What? Nope, not like Tron at all. (laughs) uh, They're not in the game? Nope. This is like... Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. We have all these people calling the show for the past two weeks saying, you need to watch The Last of Us. Right. And all you Uh know about it is it's based on a video game and you think it's like Tron. Yeah, most of those video game movies are like that. <laughs> no, no, they're not. No. no, no. There's, a, there's no other game like Tron where you're in the game. Well, name, name me one that isn't. I mean, it's just you're in the video game. Name me right? one that is. Tron. Uncharted. That's it. Tomb Raider. But it's Tomb not Raider. like you're in the video game. It's a, it's an adaptation of the video game. Right. Yeah, well, Halo. That's not, that's not, but, I mean, it's, We're not splitting here. It's two yeah, distinctly right. different things. No, it's not. It's either a movie that's based on the storyline of a video game or you're in the game. Like, you can't make that distinction? Not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, real quick. It's got 
the first 30 minutes, I'm not, and I'm not spoiling anything here, is probably the best ever I've ever seen, like the breakdown of society sequence I've ever seen. Oh, I like that. Like, I love that part yeah. when the when the the zombie thing is first taking hold and everybody's like, yep. "What's going on?" They're running around, yep, fire, is. cars crash. Cars are always crashing too. That's the first thing that happens in a zombie apocalypse is a lot of car accidents. Oh, oh, sir, you're not even ready. Uh, it is the the sheer panic that you feel watching that that whole sequence from the beginning of the day. You're you're hearing little things in the background on the news, but you're not really, you know, you're not really seeing anything happen. But then throughout the day, more and more, you're kind of hearing like, okay, there's a lot of sirens going on. And then when you see the fighter jets fly over the house, you're like, okay, something's going on. And then, and then when it really hits the fan, it really hits the fan. And it is an incredible sequence. That's really all I want to say, because if I say too much more, I'm going to spoil anything, but, it is the best breakdown of society I've ever seen. It's the closest to Shiano Sunday, <laughs> I think, that it's that's ever been captured on film or television. All right, I, I'm sold. I think I want to watch it. I think I want to see it. I have no the desire. First episode, the first episode is free right now. Like, if you don't have HBO, like, you can watch it for that's, free. That's a smart, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's definitely worth a watch, at least the first episode. You're going to be hooked after that first 30 minutes. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is this is insane. I don't know what it is about, like, I guess I have a weird fascination of, like, experiencing the weird, the end of the world type scenario, but I love it. That is a little bit weird, but, okay, Geraldo, you sold me. You sold me, man. Are you into this basketball right. team yet? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yes. That's a yeah. no. That's a no. Oh, yeah. Go balls. All right. Yeah, yeah, get on. All right, man. We appreciate the phone call. Thank you. That's enough. That's enough. Just, just wanted to call in and rant about his new favorite TV show. Has no yeah, idea basically. what we're talking about when it comes to the sports angle of the show. Doesn't sound like he's been listening to the show before he called. Well, at least he didn't do the, hey, guys, I haven't been listening to the show today, so well, I don't know that's, if that's you've classic. ever talked about it, but and then proceeds to talk about the thing we've been talking about all day. Yeah. Somebody did that in that's VR the other night. That happened a couple of times. Uh, did you see – did you get a chance to see Zach Eady again this past weekend? I don't see the game. I know he had like 36 points against Michigan State yesterday. Well, like I know we've – me and you have talked about it. Me and Chance keep talking about it every time we see this kid because – when the three of us saw him, and it was just, it's such a huge change. He played at IMG Academy, and they played Catholic, Catholic a couple of years ago. We went to this game, and there's all these like he was Springer, like Brandon Huntley Hatfield were like the big names out there on the floor that day, and there was like this big, huge, like looking dude, and I don't even think he played. I don't think he got in the game. That was Zach Eady. And he was awkward looking. He's by far the best player to come out of it that was on the floor that day. Oh, for, and he wasn't even really on the floor. Uh, I mean, the other two guys we played against them last year. Two of those kids. Yeah, went to, one, one went to Michigan, Duke, and one went to Michigan. 
one but, of the IMG kids. But we, we, we don't know their year. names, and Edie is probably the front runner for the Naismith Award right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like – I think there's him. He's playing on a whole nother level so far this season, I think. He's far and away, I think, the best player so far. I wonder what – how would we match up with them? Because that is – the Lunardi bracket has – or no, it's uh, Jerry Palm who has us as the two seed in his. Like, if we went, made it to the Elite Eight – they would be the one seed that we would be playing. We'd have to have the game Big of U- a Urosh. lifetime out of that crazy Serb of ours. They'd be Urosh. Yeah, a lot of Urosh. A dude, too, has the length to match up. Like, I, I don't – I mean, he could Kamwa? No. I'd be afraid Edie would – I'd be afraid he'd get in foul trouble, first of all. Get in foul trouble and, I mean, Edie's physical. I mean, he's a big dude. Euros like I like Adu that I don't know that that would be the best. I feel like Edie'd muscle Adu. Give me five good hard fouls, Urosh. I wouldn't five even say that. good I'd hard want him fouls. To stay out of foul trouble and just be able to, you know, that's the only person we've got that can muscle with that guy. So boring ass Purdue basketball. Gene Cady. I mean. I don't think they're very bored being number one in the nation. Stay with us. The drive continues. More of your phone calls coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The The drive. drive. Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. Russell LeBear with you. Marcus Young has the day off once again today. We are taking your phone calls. 865-546-8200. Your number to get up with us. Let's get Diablo in here next. What's up, Diablo? Hey, Hey, gentlemen. Hey, Bear. Hey, Russell. How's it going? It's been a little bit since I got a chance to talk to you, but that's what middle school kids can do to your schedule. But uh, uh, I don't know about Geraldo's take on that show. I, I can tell you, I think World War Z actually has a better start than uh, The Last of Us, but that's just me. Anyways, I didn't call in to talk about zombies anyways. I wanted to talk about uh, deuces being wild, man. How about the balls in both baseball and basketball being number two? Man, well, what uh, I was listening on the way in to the boys, John and Cody and and Cam on Talk Sports, and uh, they were talking about you know football team made it to number one, it's basketball team could easily like, Purdue stumbled this week, and Tennessee beats Florida, and then wins Saturday. We could uh, we could end up being number one in basketball, and I, I felt like it's a pretty safe bet that. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't shock anybody if Tennessee baseball went to number one at some point during the season. Would it? Yeah. We get a little help from Indiana this week, and they take down Purdue, and we take care of business. Uh, we might just be number one. But going back to your all's analysis, man, that kid that plays for Purdue, he's the real deal. And I know we were talking about 5,000. But i tell you the other thing, that kid shoots free throws pretty good as well. I mean, he's the complete package for the big man. And – I, I think with Purdue, you're just going to have to take your chances with their outside shooting and just pound the gla- just just keep that guy off the glass, keep him from shooting, and, and just take your chances with their guards. Get five good fouls out of a Waka. Let him go in there. Throw a couple um, of sharp elbows. Hey, speaking of a Waka and the and the and the men, let me ask you this, guys, because I, I don't want to. Knox Barnes, he's a Hall of Fame coach, all these wins. But what do you think about his rotations and substitution patterns? It was really frustrating Saturday. 
because uh, Olivier was having one of those games in when he was absolutely on fire, and you could see very early on that he the the basket was big to him. He was he was a matchup nightmare, and we kept on taking him out of the game and, and just leaving him. I mean, we were putting the ice on him instead of Texas. I think when you got a hot man, you got to keep him on the floor. I have to go back and look at how many minutes he actually played, but I feel like he was out there for for Majority, a pretty long time. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got to get him. Uh, I mean, Ziegler's one of the only ones that can go like 37, 38, 40 minutes. Well, I'm glad. And, Barry, <clears throat> let me ask you this. Have you all been hearing some chatter about Barnes uh, changing his role with the lineup as well? Who's? Zakai's? No. Yeah. What Zakai's doing yeah, thought, now is what Coach Barnes expected him to do from the beginning of the season, in, in my opinion. And I think he came out and he had that horrible game against Colorado, and Barnes lost a little bit of, uh, of faith in him. And like Russell said, probably didn't handle it the right way. Maybe have overreacted a little bit. But you can't argue with the results. Here we are when it's, you know, the money's starting to get pushed into the middle of the table. You know, what's tomorrow's February 1st. And Zakai Ziegler is playing like one of the best point guards in the country. Well, and I agree. And I, somehow, uh, Little Diablo had told me that uh, he had heard some chatter online about Barnes supposedly wanting to change his role coming off the bench, but I hope that's all just Internet chatter. Uh, I mean, early on, I get off of here because I know we're getting right up against the time here. Who do you guys like in the Super Bowl? I'm going to hang up and listen to your answers. Guys, thanks. Have a great show. Thanks, Diablo. Appreciate it. I'm getting tired of the Chiefs. I'm I'm going for the Eagles. Why can't you go for the Eagles? Who me? Yeah, could you root for them? I mean, I I don't have a strong passion about either team. Yeah. Um, as far as who I think is going to win the game, man, I'm I might lean a little bit towards the Eagles, just because I don't I don't think they're going to have the offensive line issues that I mean if since he could block even a little bit they probably win that game probably and Mahomes that was what what do you think like 80 percent yeah I mean that's the other thing is Mahomes is I, I think he's probably playing like more around 50 percent and he'll he'll probably be up by 80 for the Super Bowl but he's just he's he's that dude I mean, yeah, there's no denying that it's hard to bet against him He's really good. There's no doubt about it. By the way, Kamwa played 34 minutes Saturday night. So, I mean. So, you got a three-minute blow about halfway through the first half. and Yeah, took 15 shots. I mean, there's not much more you can get out of a guy in 34 I, minutes. I, I, I understand what he's saying. <clears throat> Something we can cir circle back to. I think we just we got caught in a funky lineup at one point, and Barnes recognized it real quick. Got Camwa back in there. We talked about it on VR, and he immediately came out and just uh, dropped a dropped a shot. Well, they shortened the bench big time. I mean, they still played ten, but Urosh six minutes, Adu six minutes, Meshak seven minutes, Awaka three minutes. Like the only guy to play more than six minutes off the bench was Tyreek Key. He played seventeen, didn't have much of an impact. No. So, I, I don't know if that's a harbinger of things to come. My, my feeling is that's probably just what they're going to do again in the big games they have to have. 
and then against lesser competition, which I would put Florida in that category Wednesday night. You'll probably see Meshack, Key, uh, and, and either Adu or, or Plavsic play a little bit more. Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number two coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio.